Welcome to Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. Every man and woman has one. What's yours? And now your hostess, Miss Jocelyn Stone. Hello out there in podcast land. Thank you for tuning in once again, hitting that lovely little purple I button on your iTunes or wherever the fuck you clicked. I don't care. (laughs) Two sick addictions with Jocelyn Stone. And everybody knows, you know, I can go, oh yeah, it's with Jocelyn. But I cannot function with with out my little puppet master herself <laughs> and she's the one that runs the board she does the sound she does all of the amazing amazing things that actually make me not sound as douchey as I could and that is Rebecca Love <laughs> cause I have an eye button what the fuck <laughs> is have- an eye button you do you want said- me to show you yes I'll fucking show you you mentioned eye button earlier and I'm like what the fuck is an eye button Button. Yeah, you click on where the can you see it? Where the podcast button is, the purple. Yeah, that's a, on a it's an eye. It's it's a person with a halo thing over it's it. It's a fucking eye. It it's a lowercase eye. <laughs> it is like those little life pieces. You ever play the game life? It's yeah. one of those little pegs you put in the cars that go around the game board. It's one of those with a freaking halo around it. Two halos. Wow. I don't see it like that. I see a lowercase I. <laughs> lowercase I. <laughs> yeah, I do. The purple eye. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what I see. I know. I'm weird. It's oh, not a podcast button. It's an eye button. It's an eye button. Yeah. Hit your you- purple eye button, people. <laughs> and if you have an Android, I Google Play. <laughs> Google Play. Hit, hit yeah. Hit the uh, triangle, the orange triangle. Oh, is that what it is? The orange triangle. I I think so. I think that's what Google Play is. The orange triangle. Hmm. Instead of a purple eye button. And then you've got Stitcher, and then for yours, God knows how people dirty. listen. I don't know. I don't know how they get their consumption. Because we're entertaining as fuck because you never know what the hell is going to come out of our mouth. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. They slip slip and hit the button on whatever it is, whatever, while they're searching. They go, look, boobies. And they they click on that and then they start listening and there you go. And then we just puke up words. (laughs) <laughs> Are we back to the to the mirroring of each other's sound effects and and words? Okay, people, this is how the game is played. Um, this is trickling down from uh, talking dirty with Mister Rebecca Love. and if we stumble over our words because you know our tongues are tired from doing whorish stuff, or <laughs> maybe I was if, eating ice cream that day, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, on a cone. Don't judge me. I like them out of a bowl better. But you lick it out of a bowl? No, I don't lick it. I like shovel it in. They give you a baby shovel. They call them spoons. They call them spoons. (laughs) 
Okay, of course they They're do. They're food shovels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I actually, I actually just speaking of ice cream, I just went to um, uh, Dairy Queen the other day. I love Dairy Queen. Oh my god! And you know what? I I try to stay away from there. I really do. I try so hard to stay away and I couldn't help it because they sent me this fucking thing in the mail, you know, junk mail and not like an idiot. I looked at the junk mail instead of just tossing it and it was buy one, get one free. And I'm like, what? So I spent like $10 instead of 20 on, um, because Matt was, I'm like, dude, come on, I can't eat two. So you got to go with me. And, um, it, he got the banana split and then I got the, um, um, peanut buster parfait. Hmm. Oh yeah, that Yum. was, that was the shit right there. But then he looks and he goes, well, we have another little coupon right here. So I think what I'm going to do is go ahead and get some of those blizzards to go. (laughs) (laughs) So he got one that was Guardians of the Galaxy and he had no idea what was in it. And then he actually finally looked it up online and went, what the fuck am I eating? (laughs) And then I got, because they didn't have bubble gum, unfortunately, um, they had cotton candy. So I got a cotton candy blizzard that took me like three days to eat. Three days. I do the same thing. I throw it in the freezer because God, I can eat all that. Oh, my God. After eating the peanut buster parfait, I, I felt like I lost my shit. I was just like, I I feel like I'm wasted on sugar. And, yeah, I just was not functioning well at all after that. You were overdosed on the oh. DQ. It was it was something else. And I got um, like little bottles of water and I'd take like four or five bites and then drink some of the water going, whoo, that was a lot. <laughs> Here I go again. Because <laughs> it's so good. But, yeah, they gave me a food shovel with a with a long stem on it. <laughs> so, so I can get, get the all the, the chocolatey goodness at the bottom. It's it was lovely. It all was right. lovely. So, yeah, that's summertime is happening and these assholes and they're advertising. Yep, it worked. It worked. <laughs> Let me say, fucking worked. It did. So, um, let's see. This is episode 177. And the title of it, <laughs> you're going to love this. Slap me silly and tell me I'm lucky. (laughs) You're lucky. Thank you. (laughs) I like your titles. In that, thank you. I've been trying to be creative with them because you're like, what the fuck are you trying to say here? And you know what? I, I look at things in such a way. I watch the news and stuff and I see that that um, people look at us in, in such a judgmental way because of what we do. But some of the shit that people do, <laughs> I'm going, and what I do for a living is wrong? What the <laughs> fuck, people? So it just, yeah. Um, so in fetish, BDSM, kink and all that, um, consent is everything. And um, SSC, which is safe, sane, and consensual. So I started just taking down little notes and stuff about some of the shit that's been going on. 
everybody looks, everybody from the vanilla world that's like, oh, fetish. Oh, you guys hit each other. Oh, you tie somebody down. You know, I kind of want to take a field trip (laughs) with everybody. And I hope we get comments and stuff about this because it's going to be a little I hope we take a field trip. That just uh, sounds like fun. <laughs> I want to take a field trip I through the ride that bus. world. Yeah. I want to sit in the back and just watch what everybody else does, <laughs> you know? Because in the vanilla world where everybody's trying to be normal and they're doing the, oh, I've got a significant other, a husband, wife, whatever, um, at, are they displaying responsibility and um, the smarts, I guess, for using the three words, which should be basic across the board, safe, sane, and consensual? I thought you were going to say conscious. <laughs> conscious. No. SSC. Safe, sane, and consensual. I know. It's like the F- that- FCC, but it's the SSC. SSC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> safe, sensual, but, and... No, safe, sane, and consensual. Oh, that's right. My bad. Well. <laughs> sensual. Fucking safe. vanilla cupcake over here. Still safe can't and sensual. master it. And this Hope is the beginning drinking. of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> this is the beginning of the ride. Exactly. There's your first because, drink. Because everything that uh, fetish and kink, everything we do, it, it, it fucks with people in such a way that we have to go in with our eyes open. And... You know, at what point I, I reposted something on, um, my personal, you know, where my family is Facebook page. Um, so there's no adult stuff at all. And, uh, a few people on there know what I do, uh, but I don't display it because my nieces and nephews and I've got, you know, some of them that are like 13 years old. It's out of respect. You don't need to throw it in their face. Exactly. So I posted something the other day that said, um, um, I have, I got my, my butt spanked, um, and, and had a fear of my parents or something like that of, of like disappointing them and, and lashing out being bad or something. Cause you were held accountable. You get a whooping. And that's pretty much what this was, is you would get a whooping. And that's what gave me this horrible thing that I use all the time. It's called respect for others. I agree with you. Well, I thought it was like, wow, yeah, you know, a couple of spankings here and there. Believe me, it won't, it wouldn't hurt some kids that I know. I'll tell you what. Let me tell you something and turn some of these pansies into real people because that timeout shit. Mm. Not working. It's not working. Not working. But I had somebody that has known me since I was like 13, 14 years old. She's the age of my sister. She's a little bit older than me. And um, she put a comment underneath it and said, I didn't raise my children on abuse. 
I didn't say beat your baby bloody bitch. You know, I was just like, okay, I'm not even going to get into it with you because she's a wordsmith. She is uh, very well educated. And all I had to do was say, what's your definition between the word um, punishment and abuse? And, you know, she would have just twisted. And I mean, it probably would have been a really good podcast. It would have been a really, <laughs> it would have been a really good conversation, though. I bet you yeah, everybody would have joined in. It, You know what? It's still on there. I just let it be. Yeah. Um, so I may go back now that I'm bringing it up. But see, in in fetish, it's like we learn, we consciously make sure we have consent but then there's also things where boundaries are pushed, where punishments are given, that type of stuff. But um, there's an agreement. We have an agreement on the table. And um, what's the difference between um, fetish play with like a spanking and abuse where you spank somebody so hard you draw blood? Ooh. You know? Yeah. But is that person in to that type of blood play. Ah. <laughs> That's where the conversation comes. And and the thing that annoyed me with the the comment that my friend made was it's like, wait a second, you have a contract with your kid. You do these certain things and I do, uh, I feed you, I clothe you, I house you, I get you to where you need to be so you can be educated. And, you know, uh, my job is to um, raise you up as a good person in society and um, not kill you in the process. <laughs> so you have to survive, you know, but there's fucking rules. And that's every single thing that fetish does and kink does is it creates these parameters that we both live in. And then we get playtime. And then, you know, sometimes uh, a yummy punishment is considered playtime. It depends on the person. So, but it's a verbal contract. And there's so many people that don't understand that. So, um, being so they think that there's, it's not punishment, it's abuse. Correct. She thought a spanking from my parents to me, um, because I misbehaved was abuse. Do you think in the never, animal kingdom when they're raising their young, they put them in timeout? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, they, they swat their down. little fuckers. Yeah. Yeah. They chase them down, pin them down, flip them over, make them submit with their teeth around their neck, show them who's fucking boss. Yeah. You know, there's a pecking order. And that's, that I think is what's really happening now. I'm saying we, punish your kids. Don't abuse them. Yeah. Right. And we, um, we are, uh, so worried also about what the neighbors think. And, um, that is one of my first topics, um, that really kind of got under my skin. It is all this fantastic, wonderful stuff. Now we're building some, some wonderful children. Like your child is amazing. She I survived. Her. 
She her. fucking lived, though. She fucking, fucking lived. And I'll tell beat you what. Her ass. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> she survived. She was in timeout for a few years. <laughs> for a few years. <laughs> she survived. She learned respect. Now that she's older, she learned respect enough to know that the second she turned 18, she's like, ah, I'm 18. Oh, yeah. I get I those. that because it was so fucking cocky. But she was well thought out because she still um, functions under your rules and the agreements. Under my that roof, you guys under my rules. Right. She still adheres to those, but she still bends them a little bit. Oh, yeah, of course. Because she's 18. And she's figuring out, I mean, all of this right now is figuring out what type of adult she's going to be and what type of um, citizen she's going to be out there in society when they come on attack, you know, because of something she said or something she backs or whatever. You know, you never know what's going to come at somebody. But um, with a lot of that stuff, uh, something that has been in the news and all this stuff is um, LGBTQ, the lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, and queer movement. You just made my head hurt. <laughs> that was a lot. A lot of- it's a lot of a lot of letters. LGBTQ. How come, how come the H is left out? What do you mean H? Heterosexuals. <laughs> Just kidding. Because that's the society that likes to beat down these five. <laughs> See, but here's the here's the thing with it is you have the norm, you have, you know, the majority of people, you know, men want to fuck women and women want to fuck men. And then you've got these other ones like splashed in there for a little bit of spice. Yeah, I think the majority think now it's and it's yeah. amazing. I think the majority is not heterosexual. In fact, it's very passe and it's very out. This season, it is the LBGQTRS294. <laughs> so I'm saying with all that, all the mani- <laughs> yeah, drink people, drink a shot. Here we go. All Take the shot, minorities are adding up to the majority now. Yeah, because they're not hiding anymore. And they shouldn't. They're not hiding for the internet because everybody came out of the woodworks. See, now here's my thing. And this is, I'm really kind of excited to talk to you about this because we have never had this conversation before. And um, I don't believe we have. But um, when it comes down to it and you have a 13-year-old boy that wants to be a girl. Um, I have no problem with this and having open communication and all of that stuff, I have no problem with. But there, at what point do you say, okay, check it. You can have your time to have these different outfits and, you know, Halloween, you can dress as a girl, a bride, whatever, um, all these things. But you are still a male. And you're going to go to school and get through school, get through high school, junior high, all of this stuff. You're going to get through all of that. When you are 18, that is when you can decide to do some sort of um, cross-dressing more in public and stuff. That's what I think. 
You know, this is a tough one because I thought of this before. I watch a lot of Lifetime movies and what would I do in that situation and what would I do if my kid was, you know, questioning their identity and all that. And to me, Uh I'm just thinking life would be so much easier if you just conform to society, if you have to play that game. Unless you want to be homeschooled, then I guess you could play whatever game you want. But when you have to conform to society, and I know kids love to rebel, and they're teenagers, and even I blend in society. Even I conform out in public. First of all, I keep my clothes on. (laughs) So... I have to hide who I am just to get throughout the day because if I am truly honest, oh, God, it would be hell out there. It would be hell. And then people wouldn't get to know me and who I am because, first of all, the wall would already be put up. Once they get to know you and then you come out of the closet, you're fine because they got to know you. So there would be, I mean, creating a structure – um, going, look, there's things that are acceptable in public. There's things that aren't, right. there's things that are, um, you know, like Halloween or whatever. But I, I preach all the time that you shouldn't suppress something. So having that communication, uh, this is who I am it within your household. Um, having that communication is huge. Right. And letting the person know, the child know it's okay to have these feelings. It's okay if you know, but let's go ahead and research some of it. Let's and, and do that instead of going, Oh, you feel like you're a girl. Let's put a dress on you and send you to eighth grade tomorrow. Yeah. That's going to be tough. Bullying's going to come on. There's going to be so much more hardship to deal with. And you know, That's like me going to church and going, yeah, I'm a porn star, but I believe in God. Right. It's it, Oh, but you're a whore. Yeah. You fuck for money. <laughs> well, girls got to make a living. Yeah, totally, huh? <laughs> you but know, see, the the fact that they're I don't want to uh, throw it in somebody's face and make you uncomfortable. Right. Right. And and the thing is is teaching the structure of society which you know, uh, working with um, the schools and uh, being appropriate at school. Yeah, you may hate it. You don't go to court in t-shirts and uh, t-shirt and shorts. You have to dress for court. It's the same concept. Right. You don't go to a formal dressed in in t-shirts in your your outdoor activity sportswear. No, you go in a formal now. You're going to say, well, what if he wants to dress in formal girl wear? Well, that's a discussion. You're going to have to sit down and go look at the pros and cons. And if this is what you're going to do, you got to take the – Woo, that's a yeah, lot of – Yeah, because the heat, the heat never goes away. Once you uh, open that can of worms, there's no putting the lid back on. And I get the freedom of it. It just doesn't it. happen. I get owning and it. I understand and the, freedom, the freedom of it. But it, it also in school – when you're in that kind of um, situation, it's a distraction. It really is a distraction. And people are right. coming into their own identities and stuff. But having that one extra distraction and with social media and all that, that's a bomb waiting to go off. See, it is. And and another thing that really kind of like dove into my brain was um, the fact that – 
God, you just, you can't take it back once it's out there. And until you're 18, you need to, in society, at school, all of that, you need to be the gender you were born. But as your parent, as your aunt, uncle, whatever, I'm going to be there for you, help you out give you a safe place to talk about this, to do research about this. And um, when you're 18, that's when a transition can start because now you are of legal age because if my child is out there getting bullied because they, my boy feels like he's a girl who's wearing skirts or whatever to school, and it gets a little nasty with another parent talking shit, I'm going to have to cut a bitch because you're under 18 and you're under my protection. And I'm going to have to fucking hurt somebody. I'm really protected. I mean, you so, can still have feminine qualities and stuff. I was a tomboy yeah. when I went to school. And I wore mm-hmm. the jeans and the t-shirt, but I also wore dresses and whatever I felt like. But yeah, that's a tough one. I, I don't it know. Is. I don't it know is. the right answer. I just know. There isn't one because it's an opinion. It's all <sighs> opinions, but I want to bring it up because we know people that cross dress. Oh, yeah. We know people that are gay. We know lesbians. We know um, people that are bi and being bi and doing crossover in the adult industry is, oh my God, Oh my God, just look up Christian Triple X and see the fucking um, uh, train wreck that is everything that happened with him. You know, there's, uh, and it's not that he's wrong, that he's bad, he's fucking gorgeous, but there's a lot of bad things that came right to his doorstep. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's all in how you treat it. So it's in the industry, and we are all of age. We are all adults. There's also another thing that's been popping up is, um, bathrooms. Like which I bathroom? Got a cure. I got a cure for the bathrooms. Tell me. Look, I went on college tours and all that and all the bathrooms were co-ed. So why can't Thank we just go you. co-ed? Make them all co-ed. Yeah. Here's my only issue. What? I'm an exhibitionist. I don't give a fuck. Stall? Huh? We can't have sex in the bathroom stall. Well, you got to have respect for others. That's just fucking rude. (laughs) And it's still um, indecent exposure. um, The door's closed. No, it doesn't matter. It's still a public place. You didn't rent a hotel room. This is a public place. Okay. So it doesn't matter. It's like fucking in your car. You're not allowed. But so having respect like that. So, uh, but my thing is, is the way that doors are put together now, um, uh, with the, the gap in there that I don't like the gap. I think they should. Yeah. When you close the doors, you can walk by and see if somebody's sitting in there. Well, that's the only way I know there's somebody in there. And that needs to be closed up. And if you lock it, then have a vacancy or or um, occupied sign on it. That would be my thing because if my mother was in a co-ed restroom, mm-hmm. she's a fucking prude. She's not like me. She's I've a fucking seen, prude. I've seen bathroom doors where they close everything. You can't even see through the slits. So, yeah, that could right. easy, that easily be done. would be the only thing. 
yeah, that would be the only thing that I would see needed to be handled for the co-ed, but, but I think it should be co-ed. I think it should. I, I think it would just you know, solve everybody's problem. Stop dividing up the genders. When you have to go to the bathroom, that's where – How many times have you been in a line where it's out the door for the women's bathroom and I'm like, fuck concert. it. And I go over to the men's and use their bathroom. I do it all concert. the time. Every I, concert. I cannot hold it. <laughs> I will piss my pants. So it's either make a mess – or use their bathroom. I don't care if your dick's out and you're pissing in a urinal on one of those little cakes. I don't care. I'm zipping right by because I'm about to piss myself. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're absolutely correct. And guys correct. are used to it by now. So they don't fucking care if it's go-ed. They don't care. And once they start pissing, they just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to turn around and go, was that a chick that just started by what was that streak of lightning I saw yeah exactly <laughs> exactly what's that little piddle on the floor there <laughs> did she leave a trail <laughs> so yeah I think co-ed is the best way to go and that's it just done and over with solves everybody's problem yes yes and um with that the genders um gender benders, the cross dressers, the gays, the buys, whatever. Um, they've been around forever for yeah. fucking ever. It's just, there's a lot of people that would suppress it. They, um, were bitter. They would beat their wives. If they were men, the women they would um, be so shut down. It's ridiculous because we would suppress them and let them know anybody that's gay or whatever. We're going to fucking destroy you because you're different. And now they came out with a vengeance. <laughs> now there's so many of them that it's like, cool. It's Good for them. Good for them. Plus, you know, go back in Roman times and everything, and you've got boys that would, you know, go out um, to the to the parties and the the binging where they would just eat everything they possibly could and they would drink. It was all boys, fucking boys. In the Roman days, sex was open, just like it's kind of going on that now. Correct. It was all open. And then I guess, what was it? Christianity came along and made it bad again or something happened where it was like, oh, you can't do that anymore. So I think it was the Catholics that, history that started is, yeah, it. Yeah, history it is just – re- Yeah, it's just repeating itself. It's going through the vicious circle and we're happy yeah. to be at that timeline again. Yep. And, and I'm glad that it's back personally because I think, you know, as open as you and I are on things – we don't look at people like they're bad because they enjoy fucking the same sex. I really don't give a shit. My sister you know? is a lesbian. You think I give a rat's ass? <laughs> Only thing I ask her is, don't you miss dick? Like, I don't get it. Don't you want a bull? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I got toys. I it. It's not the same thing. So one of the things that popped up and why I wanted to bring that up first is because on the news the other day, there are people that are coming out and speaking. And I mean, it's pretty horrible and it was like torture. But have you heard of conversion therapy? Are you talking about where they'll pray the gay out of you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> there is there is a That's new just thing. Stupid. 
there's a new, there are people, religious people that believe that this is what's really going down. And you you're know, religious. if you got, you're religious, you got, go ahead. <laughs> Who's religious? No, I'm saying if they're religious, they believe in the spirit. And God isn't a man or a woman. It's a spirit, even though you use the pronoun he all the time. Then if your soul is not man or woman, it's a soul. Why would it? How do you pray that out of someone? That's who they are. That's their identity. God, what? God got it wrong? Ooh, nice. Sorry, I had to preach that one for a minute. No, I liked it because I, you and I have talked a little bit about that. <laughs> and no, I knew that was going to be a good one. And it's, it's true. But coming from a very religious family, um, oh, I should say my mother. My dad wasn't super religious. My, my mother was. And um, her not agreeing with, you know, uh, the gays. And the people that do those things, you know, I could see if I came out a lesbian, I could see her sending me to some sort of camp or something. So her, her friends at church wouldn't, wouldn't be mortified by me, (laughs) you know, like, Oh, it's her. She seems off a little, you know? So when it comes to that, If these people are going to, I mean, you can't stop them from doing this stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, I don't want to preach, oh, it's good, it's bad or anything. I wouldn't send my child or your child (laughs) since I've borrowed her and she's now partially mine. She looks like yours. (laughs) But I, (laughs) you're my baby. Yeah. You're her biological. I'm just like her father. I don't know. Her father. Yeah. (laughs) She looks like you. I swear. Spitting in it. You got that big booty blonde. Is she 18 yet? Can I have her back? (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, now no, you can. She's I, expensive. <laughs> Take her. <laughs> Still fucking paying for her, damn it. But um, when it comes down to it, they've uh, this um, conversion therapy, they would send them to almost like a camp. And we've all heard the horror stories about that. Well, they're still going on. I saw it on they, 2020 or Dateline yeah, or something. It's it's still going on. And it is so horrible. But I don't want to say don't do it. Because there's some people that really feel like, you know, their their sibling or children are going to go to hell because of this, because that's what because, the Bible says, because which is they bullshit. love someone, mm-hmm. because they love. Mm-hmm. Well, What's they wrong have with love? They they have sex and they um they um bang swords together. That's sex not is cool. an extension of love. When people are coupling up or they're trying to find their companion. So I see nothing wrong with love. Sex is only supposed to happen um, uh, for purposes of procreation. Then why do we have orgasms? In the Christian religion. I didn't say it was correct. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that's why that fucking church going bitch is riding out the spin cycle and doing laundry every day because I'm sorry if it was just for for multiplying there's no reason to have an orgasm right sex is is pleasurable I I see nothing wrong with it and if you choose to be with the same sex or or 
God knows there's so many different types that I, I can't right. even wrap my brain around it. <laughs> there's that, so many things. Yeah. So you can many. Add, there's people that fall in love with uh, um, inanimate objects, you so know, many. and it's, yeah, I love that. Love that tree. Love it. But the thing, <laughs> peace, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I love but, Stumpy. Uh, <laughs> Don't be so pretty. He's so pretty. I like your rings in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so juicy. But um, since I know nothing I say is going to make it stop, and and it's people just got to pray the gay, beat the gay out of somebody, um, or whatever it is that they're trying to make them you know, be just, just gotta like beat the, the stupid neighbors. out of them. Yeah, exactly. How would they like it if somebody flipped around and smacked them around a little bit and went, well, you know, due to your close-mindedness, you need to be abused. You need to be beaten. It's not cool. But here's my thing, because these asshats are going to do it anyway. Of course. So my thing is, is if you're going to send one of your supposed loved ones, because obviously you don't love a motherfucker, um, if you're going to send them to um, be... In one of these camps and have all these horrible things done to them and run down into the ground and brainwashing and all that. Do your fucking research. Don't become a statistic like this 2020 thing with conversion therapy. Um, Don't let your significant, uh, not significant, your family member become a statistic. Um, Do your research Find out, actually contact people and find out um, if you're, how the people are coming out. And I don't mean ask the mom how the son came out because he's now officially learned how to lie really well. Yeah. Um, But ask the son or ask the daughter that went in a private conversation. If they don't want to talk to you, then there's something wrong. Um, just like any type of daycare, anything like that, you are entrusting your family member to a facility. You should be able to randomly appear and check on them at any given time. Oh yeah. Nowadays, if you're sending kids away, even regular camps, not conversion, I'm sure, but they have the surveillance cameras where you can check in and you can keep an eye and you can Google anything and do your research. But I can't imagine, I can't imagine conversion camps are on Yelp. (laughs) Um, No, it's not on Yelp, but there are going to be threads and stuff out there. People talking about things and stuff because, you know, uh, my son came home and he no longer wants to suck the juice out of a penis. Yeah, let's talk to that (laughs) son five years later down the road. There you go. I want to yeah. see how many yeah. actually convert. Because I get there's some kids that are going to be a little lost and they don't know which team to choose because th- so much is thrown at them nowadays that yes. that I can see a person being confused going, I don't know what I like. And that's my next portion of this is if you're going to send the person in, make sure that um, there's a mutual goal or there's some goal in mind. Like if somebody is confused about out of the programs and the pamphlets that you're reading and the counselors that you're talking to, and you're thinking about sending your family member there, what do you expect to get out of it? 
And what does the person that's going in expect to get out of it? Because it's just like you're saying, what if this person is just confused and just needs to go to a basic once a week group therapy with a bunch of different people and go, I have these dreams or, you know, I, I fantasize, I daydream about these certain things and I don't know why, you know, that's just like fetish people. And that's why this is a big deal to me is I always say coming out that you're kinky is like coming out gay. And if you don't get some sort of version of a fix, you can go batty. And it doesn't mean that something's wrong with you. That just means maybe you need to find a different way to approach it. Or maybe this person was, you know, autoerotic asphyxiation. And that has killed so many people because of the shame in it. It's my dirty little secret. You choke yourself? I don't choke myself, not auto. (laughs) No, I have somebody in the driver's seat. (laughs) See, and that's the thing is there's so many people that, you know, if, if people want to just, uh, let their kids decide, um, well this week I want to be lesbian, but next week I'm totally going to be, um, straight. I'm just going to use my sexuality to, um, annoy you. (laughs) (laughs) That happens. And that's what a lot of it has come down to, you know, and, but it's being smart about so many different things. You know, you've got to educate and I'm sorry, parents, but you need to figure out, is it, is it because your, um, mellow kickback child is friends with a very dominant gay person and they're like oh shit I might be gay too because I'm friends with this person it's not contagious <laughs> no but children I know are impressionable spun- yeah and they're sponges that is a fucking problem because these assholes are letting their children a child who's going on a whim because they saw some sort of thing online and now I want to wear dresses. I'm a boy, but I feel like I'm a girl. No, you're feeling a little, a little sensitive this week. <laughs> Don't mean you're a chick, dude. You know, it maybe you're gay, but you're not a cross dresser. So, um, making them explain, a lot of this stuff, not just going, I feel like I'm this. How many times when you were a teenager, did you change your mind who you wanted to be, what you wanted to look like? I couldn't figure out my identity for the longest time. Yeah. And that is exactly the point. Don't, uh, if, if there's some sort of cross dressing or whatever thing going on, then do it in the house between this hour and this hour. And, you know, this is your time to explore that. We'll read books about it, whatever. And, um, and go from there. But when you walk outside this house and you were born, a born a boy, you will dress as a boy. If you were born a girl, you will dress as a a girl. There's tomboys and stuff like that. There's more oh, yeah. feminine boys than girls, you know. So, and that's okay. They can be who they are. But 
they don't get to bend it and say, oh, I'm going to transform into a girl and I'm only 15. (laughs) Bitch, you ain't even through puberty for real yet. (laughs) Yeah. What do you mean you're going to start doing this? No. The world is not rainbows, even though I want it to be rainbows and glitter. It's not. It's a cruel world out there. There are humans that you just, you got to conform. And I, people will evolve, but you can't throw it in their face. It's like throwing religion in your face. You back off going, oh God, please stop. It's the same concept (laughs) when you throw that in my face. It's like, oh my God, I didn't know you that way. And all of a sudden you're doing a, the next day, like, oh my, you know, from, Bob to Betty. From Bob to Betty. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot to take in. Why don't we start with baby steps and wear like pink socks? Right. And that's that's Mm. the thing is the communication and all of this, you do baby steps because – it's it's a cruel, cruel it world out there. It is a cruel there. world, and I want to make it all nice, nice, and easier for people. I get the and freedom it, of of being who you are, but you got plenty of time to do that on your own. Mm-hmm. And we just need to get through the basics, and the basics. High is school is the worst. Growing up, going to school, making it, and living all the way through high school. High school is the worst. And, and going from there, yeah, high school is pretty brutal. But you have, to um, have thick skin really thick skin mm-hmm. and having somebody to come home and speak to is um and uh, that's educational because i understand parents aren't going to go okay well you know here's this website or that website or this book or they can guide them and then say you know what you've you read that book over there tell me about it and let the kid initiate some of the stuff and say well i was reading this or reading that and this stuff i didn't understand you know, and that's like in fetish, there are so many things people decide um, instantly, oh, I'm a dom. This is, I'm a dominatrix. I'm a professional dominatrix because I'm going to charge you. That makes me professional. Um, but I don't know anything about the anatomy. I don't know anything about uh, what to do with some of these toys. I don't know how to keep them clean to make sure you're safe. And I'm not sure what to do if I tie you up and you go into a seizure. I don't know. But I'm a dom. It's the same fucking concept to me as the person wearing a dress to school in the eighth grade. Gaia. Because he feels like a fucking girl. Or, you know, the chick cutting all of her hair off and putting a sock in her jeans and wearing baggy jeans and a t-shirt and uh, ace bandage around her tits and stuff, you know, in ninth grade going, why are people mean to me? Well, sweetie, you kind of dressed the part. You it weren't is. ready it, for that. And that's it, just It's a, the same concept kid. when kids dress the goth part and all that. I had friends that were goth. Right. I mean, you're, you're asking for the attention. Right. And there's a lot of negative attention that comes with it. Because high school is cruel. Yeah. And even even as they get older, there's a lot of negativity that comes with certain things. And you have to be balanced in your brain Mm -hmm. and how you're going to handle things. And when you do get your feelings hurt, and you do. Oh, yeah. You do. I mean, I got a serious kick to the 
fucking groin the other day. And I turned around and talked to you about it, went, whoa, that sucked. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that fucking sucked. Well, that's just life. It is. But sometimes people don't realize what they're setting themselves up for. Right. And that, you know, I just kind of wanted to put that out there because I look at it as education and all of this stuff. But there's also an age range that, that, um, you know, nobody's allowed to get into a dungeon or anything like that unless they're of a consenting age. Consenting is 18 in the United States. Well, the whole thing is age of consent. Your brain is still developing. So I can't imagine being labeled early on. You still got to go through the, all the, the tribulation to get there and figure out who you are. Right. And it changes constantly. Yeah. Did you know the first tattoo I wanted? And I thought I was grown. I knew what I wanted and that's all there was to it. And um, I was 15 and I knew exactly what I wanted and I was going to get it done. Was it new done. kids on the block? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> That's funny. One of my friends almost got Def Leppard tattooed on her. Now she's actually um, a hardcore churchgoer. And um, boy, <laughs> bet you she's glad she didn't get that shit. So uh, you never know. And and we change. We change all the fucking time. And um, I, even though I have tattoos, I have quite a few and uh, big pieces, um, I never got that initial tattoo. Never. I do not have that on my body. What was it? What was it going to be? It was a cross. I've always loved crosses and stuff, even though I'm not Catholic. I wasn't raised Catholic. I do you love think the, Jesus the likes crosses? Because to me, that is just a painful sight to see where I like, oh, yeah. was pinned up on and bled to death. <laughs> well, when I die and go to heaven, because that is what um, my religion taught me Seventh Day Adventist. In, in case you're curious, um, yeah, when I meet him, I'll find out. Because it, it, that's kind of like if I was tortured on a certain device, I don't think I'd like to see that. Well, it it's more of an it's like the Catholics they pray to it, and um, it's him dying for our sins. Okay, so you're kind of looking at him regretting. That you're such a fucking piece of shit that he had to do that. So it wasn't that he dug it, you know? I mean, he was dying and all. No, I didn't think he dug it. I just, I wouldn't want to throw that in somebody's face, you know, especially when they're supposed to come back for the (laughs) second coming or whatever it's called. I know nothing about religion. Only what I I see. Is Jesus a zombie? (laughs) Only what I see on TV and stuff because I don't know the Bible in and out. So I really shouldn't be debating it. Yeah. Well, I I knew a lot of it way back when. There's a lot of stories. If you can bring stuff to the table, I can go, oh, I remember that story, you know? So now I want to go into a, a few things. Now, I told you through Vanilla World. You know, we are on a field trip um, through Vanilla World. So, you know, uh, you can pray the gay way. You can um, um, judge people that are open about certain things and just be a shitty motherfucker. Um, but there's a couple of things that have popped up lately that I thought were really interesting. And um, like, 
War Machine. And um, did you hear about War Machine? He finally went in. He's the life. one that got life. Beat. No, he didn't. I thought he got life. He got was- 36 years. I thought he got life. 36 He's the one years to beat- life. Okay, to life. Because the the rants that I was seeing today were thirty. Why'd they get? Why'd he get thirty six years? This is the rant that I thought was so interesting. He was stalking. He beat the living shit out of two people. He raped her. Um, he beat one, but that motherfucker ran, and um, she couldn't run, so he almost beat her to death. Raped her. He ran across state lines and was actually um, found. A woman saw a man slapping around a girl in a parking lot of a hotel and this older woman called the cops and was like, dude, you guys need to get over here and stop this. This is pretty bad. So he was still on a rampage? He was still beating bitches. Wow. He was still beating them. That's how he was found. They didn't realize it was him. Oh, my God. Until they arrested him. Just take him out behind the shed and shoot him because he's not going back to society. He cannot conform. (laughs) See, and the thing is, is some of the rants and stuff that I saw today were um, the fact that, you know, he walked in and he found his woman fucking another dude. Okay, number one, um, and that's why he did what he did. Okay, number one. So they're saying he snapped. Well, yeah, because that um, is the heat of passion. I get it. Okay. Temporary insanity. He didn't live with her, so he didn't have a right to be there. Right. So he didn't walk in on shit. So he was stalking her, which they had proof of. Okay. And then also he um ran. He fucking ran across state lines and was with another chick proving that it wasn't um heat of passion or crime of passion. So and these people are like, yeah, that's a lot of fucking years and all this stuff. My issue, uh well, couple of things. Um then I want to talk about um, the fact that him being a fighter, and I love MMA, UFC, and all of that stuff. And I like how uh, you and I, we know people that fight. We mm-hmm. know um, people that coach. But these people also need to find a balance because this is some violent ass shit that they're doing. And what with their coaches, their corner man, their trainers, their nutritionists, and all of that, where are they getting a balance where, you know, in, in the octagon, in the boxing ring, whatever, this is where you can go nuts. But if somebody's going to say that they're the trainer, the mentor slash coach or whatever, what type of aftercare is this person giving? If you're a mentor or coach, you need to be able to not only hype this motherfucker up, but you also need to bring him back down before you release them into society. Hmm. Am I, am I wrong? No, it's a, it's great that you're Are even you saying you're a fucking coach. Act like one, you know? Does that happen often in fighting and stuff? Do they have the aftercare? 
No, they don't. And that's my point. See, you know a lot about aftercare because of the fetish world and how it brings you to a high and then you need to take care of that afterwards right. in, the, in the come down and all that. It's kind of like when you do drugs, you need that aftercare. Um, yeah. Hangover. You nurse the hangover with coconut water aftercare. Right. So, yeah, that would be a, a concept. You would need You would need aftercare. You're on such yes. a high that, yeah, the come down and I wouldn't know how to go about it. But, yes, there's there should be something in place to balance. Yeah. Either a, a therapist, like after somebody goes into a fight, after, you know, you want the excited um, interviews and all of that stuff after a professional fight or whatever. But you need to taper that person down a little bit and, and you know it's just like you see their corner man and they're you can do this and you, you're the badass and you're this and you're that and you know all these mm. trigger fucking words to get them up there and get them wound up and boom 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 and they go in and that gate closes what was it that gina mazzani said once that gate closes this is fucking real yeah this is there's no getting out of this. You're the in doors a cage. closed. <laughs> Holy shit, the fucking doors closed. That's not a joke. You know? Having um having her brother there amping her up and all this stuff. And after her brother was there, it talked her through. And I can actually, I actually feel comfortable using the two of them because um I see how siblings they go up and they they ride this roller coaster, which is their jobs, which is fighting um, and, and training and all kinds of stuff. And they also help each other come down. They've known each other their whole lives and they can do that for each other. So they have Whether the aftercare. It's, it's just not intentional. It's, it just, it's a it, given. It, it's a given because they're siblings. Yeah. But see, you've got um, now a couple of other things with this. We just talked about War Machine. Now, um, I do not believe personally in rewarding people for bad behavior. Well, that just I causes more bad behavior. They're just like fucking dogs. They they are um, they think they can get away with things and and all and of this stuff. And they shit on people. Uh huh. They're horrible fucking pieces of shit normally. And um, there's one person that um, everybody will stop for this person, and um, but he beats on his women, and that's Mayweather. Oh, oh, yeah, but I think he plays the villain too. I know he beats his women because there's there's documents, but yeah, uh. He's the bad guy. I don't think anybody roots for May- Mayweather. And if they do, it's because they they're have still a bet. signing him up. They're still signing because him up. Because he draws in money. Stuff. It's it's a business mm-hmm. thing. It's all about the money. Yeah. So these douchebags that are following him that turn around and um and see all the different stuff that he does, um uh, he He's beats not his an idol. Women. He's not an idol. You do not look up to that person. No, he's not. But I think that if somebody and, you know, I'm not coming to the table with um, uh, an issue, an opinion without some sort of solution. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is what I believe 
that if because the thing is is Mayweather he brings people in to buy tickets. Yeah. Okay. But so do a lot of other people that haven't beaten their women that ha- don't have those charges against them and all this stuff. So I don't think a manager, uh, I don't think a venue should be able to insure someone like that. Because what was that one fight that just happened not that long ago where the guy lost? And when they were doing the, you know, uh, the, the announcer was saying, the ref was saying this person won. And um, um, the guy ran over and sucker punched the other dude. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, it, it was a boxing match. And, um, and the one guy lost. Dude number one lost. Um, dude number two is standing there. He He's turned around. He's getting ready to do the interview. And dude number one. The winner. Who, the loser. Oh, the loser? The loser jumps up and pow! Straighten the kisser. Sucker fucking hardcore, full-blown, all-strength punch to a guy that was not expecting it. Did he get terminated or what happened to him? Well, see, that's the thing. That's the thing is you got assholes like Mayweather that are allowed to fight and do this shit. This motherfucker probably had some, some sort of violent charges against him and all kinds of stuff as well. I'm sure if I did research, I'd find out this isn't the first time that he's, um, uh, you know, sucker punch Sally. So, you know, you bring these people in, you want a fair fight. You want, it's a sport and you build up to that. But if you bring in the riffraff, you're a piece of shit. Oh, Mayweather brings in the riffraff. Yeah, because he is riffraff. But they he don't is. care. It's it's a business. And that's the issue. So they don't care. Here's here's the thing that I want. If somebody with um with charges against him and everything where uh, where it has been proven that you know, they beat their women or whatever. It has to be proven. It can't be some pussy. He hurt me. And, you know, and it can't be just a a complaint. But I think that 50%, of their contract, whether um, it's in the octagon or if it's um, boxing or whatever. And I'm just going to throw a super cunt move here and say, Michael Vick, <sighs> 50% of that motherfucker's hide should be given towards animal shelters all over the United States. For as long as that fucking contract exists, you want that piece of shit out there doing this stuff? You want him playing because there's, oh, of course, there's nobody else on the planet that could ever fill that position. Well, that would never put a re- lot of motherfuckers in check. Wouldn't it, though? It really would. When they know what their that? paycheck is going to be cut 50%, hello, and got- they still want to play the game, oh, that's going to hurt. Because you know where are they going to make out? that kind of money anywhere else? You know what you're going to find out? They really don't want to play the game. They just wanted the fucking money. Once they got to that point, it's all about the money. It's no longer about the fucking game. You have your chosen few that it's about the game. It's about the skill. Mm -hmm. And 
But then you've got these managers that are like, okay, you, you want to beat some bitches tonight or what, you know, what do you want to do? What's your flavor? And it's okay. Michael Vick never should have gotten, um, it's just like with Chase Bank and, um, um, as a credit card thing, you know how you're not allowed to use um, a credit card for porn. Um, anybody that's porn isn't allowed to have an uh, an account over at, yeah. um, at Chase Bank and stuff. They were just shutting us down. Right. Same concept. Same concept. I don't think that anybody in the NFL should be able to insure Michael Vick. He has charges and a conviction. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck him. It's he big shouldn't business. Be on the field. They bend the rules <laughs> for morality. Oh, it, is. it is. And this also goes full circle to all these excuses, all these lame duck excuses. And it it's like, are you serious? But you guys judge fetish and, you know, all this. Wow. You guys are fucked in the head. Now, Another thing that I would like, not just the 50% of everything Mayweather makes should go towards um, domestic violence, and it should be spread throughout the United States, every single um, state, every single one, not the state that he's fighting in, every state. You take 50% and you give a little bit to every fucking state. Then... um, War Machine. Well, he was so fucking stupid. He just went to jail. He's been there forever. Um, Michael and he's Vick. Broke. Oh, he's motherfucking <laughs> broke. He hit more bitches than he did anybody in the octagon. I'll tell you what. What a fucking idiot. But uh, Michael Vick, if he wants to go back on the field, then fifty percent of his pay um, while he is playing, every single check that he ever gets should go towards again split it between all of the states for animal shelters, for no-kill animal shelters. So, um, but then here's my my balance, my balance. Do you know the, um, the movie um, Jodie Foster was in, The Accused? A long time ago. You remember how she was um, raped in that bar? I, I know that's what the movie's about. Okay, she's raped in a bar, but she was a slut because she was wearing a short skirt. She smoked some pot and had a couple drinks. That was the whole premise of it because she it, it's the, the accused. So she got she, what was coming to her kind of concept? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the guys that raped her got off. They got off. They didn't – It yeah. It was a he said, she said because there was no rape kit done at that time or – I haven't seen the movie. Well, the thing, what it is, is um, it happens in this bar and it was really interesting. It happens in this bar and this one guy's dancing with her. She's drinking. She's having fun. She got into a fight with her boyfriend. They broke up. So she's out to have a good time. And she's kind of smooching on this guy and everything on the dance floor. She's having a good time. Then all of a sudden he starts backing her up into a pinball machine. And as he's backing her up into that, he starts lifting her skirt. She starts saying no. And as soon as she starts saying no, um, his buddies are like, dude, check that out. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck is he doing? Next thing you know, she's like, get the fuck away from me. He slams her down and literally starts raping her. Right there in in the bar? In the fucking bar. It was in a back room. 
Nobody could see him. His buddies were there. There were other people there that were that were watching and stuff. But there was a phone call that was made, a nine one one call. You know, there's always got to be one good person in the group. But the whole point is, the rapist. um, There was a couple of guys that that. I'm gonna have to watch it now. Oh, it's the most intense, most horrific thing ever. But something that happened that was really interesting, and this was done in like the 80s, early 90s, 90s, I believe that movie was done because she's really young. And um, um, when the rapist, there were two guys because one guy was like um, yelling and uh, the one guy that started raping her backs off and his butt, he's like, looks to his, hey, you want some of this? Like he's offering him a fucking ice cream cone, right? So he runs over and he starts fucking her too. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's horrific. So they couldn't get these guys. They couldn't get them. So what they did is they went after all of the people that were in the bar because it got to the point where these were, were like frat boys. They started cheering them on. Shut up. So what they did is the twist to the movie was the fact that the cheering, the, the fact that Rebecca cheered on this dude or me to fucking ass rape some dude on a pinball table just because I fucking felt like it. They couldn't get me for it for whatever reason. So they go after Rebecca for encouraging bad behavior, peer pressure, all of that. They brought in, they lined up like four guys or something like that. That, that right there was like it we were on teetering on this thing where it's like um uh I don't want to get involved you know when everybody started doing that like I don't want to get involved because I could get sued I don't want to get involved because this could happen or that well they didn't get involved but they cheered them on so they did get involved let's go ahead and get involved with them so that was the premise. It, it was so interesting how it all came together. It's such a horrible movie and such a fantastic movie. And she's incredible, of course. Now I got to watch so, it. So my thing is the training, the coaches, the mentors, encouraging this behavior, getting people wound up to such a point, and then opening the doors and going, okay, session's over. Bye. You're and free to go home. Loose. And letting them loose on society, on their significant others. Wow, that was very poetic. That is my fucking problem. Nobody's held accountable, even when it's the motherfucking cheerleaders. Hey, I was a cheerleader. I encourage. Well, defense. I used to scare the fucking cheerleaders. <laughs> You I and I, to, you uh, and I were the opposite in high school. Total opposite. I think we probably we pass each other with a nice high in social, but we would never hang out in the same groups. Oh God, that would have been it. I would have had to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> I would try to change I you. Had to, I would have had to kill you. So, <laughs> so now you see, slap me silly and tell me I'm lucky. There's so many different things where society says you can't do this. Slap. 
you know, but, uh, but you're, you can do this and we'll pay you a bunch of money. If you could throw around a pigskin slap, you know, it's just like, and I'm lucky. I'm a lucky person. What? <laughs> I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> right. I don't know if we solved just, any problems by the end I of this episode, but now you got me thinking and now I have a movie to watch. Yeah, and and it's just I uh, I I never uh, I usually try to get um, people to either think a different way, open their mind, think about stuff. I like it when somebody comes to me and says, "No, I don't like the way you said that. I want you to um to uh, look at it a different way." I'm going to shut my mouth. And I'm going to hear what they have to say, because it's just like I looked up that Jodie Foster movie. I knew it was her. I had to hunt down the actual um, uh, name of the movie. And it was like way back. I had to really dig. And um, it was it was incredible to mix in with all these different things, because what about the people that wind these machines up war machine mayweather michael vick all it what about the people that wind them up and set them loose all it takes is one person to step forward and go no right it shuts the whole thing down right 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 but also we have a phone call oh yeah that we need to do that um yeah i definitely want to hear and and go from there well then let's listen to the jamaican man night this message is for jocelyn and sick addictions last time i hit you guys up i was drunk as hell so it's kind of a no-brainer that you wouldn't acknowledge that post but whatever it is what it is but um, I just wanted to thank you, Jocelyn, for being an inspiration during my sight loss. Thank you for all your knowledge. Thank you for your comedy. Thank you for your authenticity. Enough respect to Rebecca for being an awesome partner in crime. Both of you are, like, I don't know. I can't put it in words to how much I owe you in terms of how much you've gotten me through this shit I'm going through. So... Enough respect to both of you. Keep up the good work. And yeah, you don't know. Hope to not see you one day. Well, isn't he unbelievable? I know. He called back making sure. He's like, you had to know I was drunk, right? <laughs> I didn't know he was drunk. He's got that accent. I didn't know either. He sound drunk. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded very happy. Very happy. Yeah. But he really loves you. Man, he's all he about you. Hey, he likes an opinionated bitch, I guess. <laughs> he does. And that's he okay. Does. He gives me a and little sweet kisses on the side, though. He butters you up and then he goes to me. <laughs> it's super he sweet. He does. He does. But he knows you like you like to watch. <laughs> I'll sit there and watch. I'll take it all in. Jamaican that's style. 
He is unbelievable. I like it. You know, it makes me want to give him hugs. And um, I wish I knew some of the stuff that he was going through. You know, maybe I could do a topic on some of it or not. Maybe I've already hit on some of the the topics because he's thinking for so many different things in so many different ways. <laughs> so what an amazing human being he is. It was so and- cute at the end when he goes, and I hope I... I don't get to meet you, or I think it was a slip uh, of the words. I'm like, you don't want to meet her? What? That's right. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I wonder if he's drunk. <laughs> oh, maybe. I wonder if he's drunk again. Was I don't it meet sober you. Jamaican man or drunk Jamaican man? <laughs> We're not sure at this point, but I did notice he um, is speaking slowly. Yes. And so we would actually understand him, which is greatly appreciated because I'd be like, that accent is just so fun and inviting. Like, I feel like there's a party in his mouth. Yeah. (laughs) I could put a party in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I freaking love it. So um, let's see. This has been Slap Me Silly and Tell Me I'm Lucky Baby on the Adult Film Star Network where the sex goes straight to your head. You choose which one. Please, please, Mr. Marvin, have a seat on the couch. Um, okay. This is my first therapy session, Dr. Thumperface. Please relax. Now, tell me about your mother. That's sort of personal, don't you think? Okay, well, uh, well, word association. Say the first thing that comes to your mind. Yellow. Goldfish. Sexy. Goldfish. Nine-person anal gangbang. Goldfish. Ah, Mr. Marvin, why are you here? Well, the truth is, Doc, I'm into some stuff and I... I don't know if it's, well, normal. Oh, Mr. Marvin, there isn't anything such as normal when it comes to sex. In fact, here's a prescription. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone? New episodes every Tuesday. Listen to that at least once a week, and you will see that everybody has something that they are into. Okay, Doc, I'll give it a try. Well, our time is up. Seriously? I want to talk more about goldfish. Our time is up. Sick Addictions with Jocelyn Stone. New episodes every Tuesday on adultfilmstarnetwork.com. So, uh, Mr. Marvin, you can tell me. What is your special interest? Well, I'm into PB. PB? I, I must admit, I have not heard of that. Yeah, peanut butter. Oh, Doc, I just love to... Next patient!